Hello, I'm Dave Watts, and this is the Redundancy Podcast. The purpose of the podcast is to share the challenges of finding and keeping a job as an older worker. This podcast is about one more thing. I've had some fantastic guests from across the world, noted academics, CEOs of organisations that support mature workers, expert career counsellors, authors, those who've been directly affected by redundancy, and those who've started their own businesses. And I've asked many of them at the end of our conversation, do they have one piece of overarching advice for older job seekers? And excellent advice it is too. I've taken their advice and arranged it loosely in the order of finding a job. From the time your role has been made redundant, or you've been laid off, to successfully finding a new purpose in life. This is part one of One More Thing. In this podcast, we hear advice covering the period from the shock of your role being made redundant to working out who you are, what you can offer employers, and starting to think about marketing yourself. Part two of One More Thing will cover advice from creating a resume or CV, looking for a job, to considering alternatives to conventional full-time employment. Having your role made redundant can be is shattering, especially if you didn't see it coming. I've had my role made redundant six times during my career, so I speak from experience. But it's absolutely not an irreversible event, and I'm still talking from experience. I've always found a job afterwards, even in my mid-60s. We start with Jane Ferre, Podcast 59, considering your response when facing redundancy and your possible reactions to those circumstances that you can control. I think they're two different things, actually. I think if you're facing redundancy, I think a lot of it depends on whether you've got a choice in the outcome or not. So so this was very much like me when I when I left BA. I could have put myself forward for roles, but I'd done all of the roles in the organisation and I wasn't really interested in going back to them. So that's why I chose to leave. But I think my mindset was in the place of this is an exciting time and it's my choice. I think if you're facing redundancy and the outcome is you're probably not going to be here, I think it's very different. I think it's about thinking about what's within your circle of control and your circle of influence. So very often you can't control the decision, but you can control your response. So you will go through that grief cycle, the the change curve. There's lots of different models out there. But how quickly you move through that is, I think, is based a lot on your on your mindset and thinking about, OK, so what are the things that I can control and, and doing more of the stuff that you, you can control? So so there are things I would suggest always to my clients, so things like make a survival budget straight away, figure out how much money you've got and how long it will last. <laughs> Actually, how much money you've got isn't the question. It's how long will your money last? <laughs> and, and if you've got six months, that's great. If you want eight months, then, then stop spending money on certain things, you know, turn off some stuff. But knowing how long your money lasts will stop you from panicking and taking the first job that comes along that may not be the right job. So get everything out on the table. This is a family job, family activity. I would say it's not something that I would advise doing in isolation. Get your partner, kids involved and go, look, this is the situation. This is what we're spending. This is how much money. If we spend at this rate, we've got six months. We can have eight months and a holiday somewhere in the UK. (laughs) 
In Podcast 59, Paula Gardner talks about the psychological effect of being made redundant, working on the next part of your career journey and the time this might actually take you. Take your time and you can't force it. You can't sit in a coffee shop with a brand new notebook and, and think in, in two hours... <laughs> I'm going to sort out my whole life. It's a process. There is a really interesting psychological theory called positive cells, which is all about the fact that we don't change overnight. We don't wake up one night and think, oh, I'm not going to be a hedge fund manager anymore. I'm going to go into teaching and that's going to be my new purpose and vocation. And it just happens just like that. It starts off by us hearing a conversation about somebody who went into teaching and then maybe somehow a book title catches our eye and a lot of this journey we don't even notice until we're a certain way along it so wherever you are you're somewhere in your journey. (laughs) Sabisim Gupta in podcast 56 gives advice about your conduct during the formal conversations you may have about your layoff and negotiations that may still be open to you. Well I'll give one advice from the book that is if you ever get called in the meeting room and told that your position has been redundant, I, I know it's not going to be easy, but don't lose your cool, keep your calm. You remember when you joined that job for the first time, how well you negotiated the salary, the perks, the benefits, that's everything that you're going to get with the job. When you are called in the meeting for redundancy, see that also as a contract. Don't get emotional. Don't get like, you know, okay, what am I going to do next? Take as much as you can. This is your last opportunity to take the perks, keep the car, keep the laptop, or it doesn't matter how small or big, but take as much as you can because it's your last chance to take it. A lot of people at that moment fail to negotiate, fail to objectively think what they need for the next step and collapse. And if you feel there is a crisis coming to you, think that it's going to happen to me tomorrow. Because once you do that, you get rid of the anxiety. Anxiety makes us do nervous things. So when you're off the anxiety, you will have clearer mind to take the next steps. But what happens then? What do you do? Steve Preston, in Podcast 50, and we'll come back to Steve again shortly, says the biggest mistake that newly redundant make is firing out their CV or resume without having thought anything through. The, I must be doing something all the time towards my job goal. They need to take stock first, Steve says. My very first guest, Robert Moment in Podcast 26, was quite clear about this and emphasised the importance again of truly understanding yourself, your values and your skills. Define your value and know your value, effectively communicate your value within the workplace and demonstrate your value within the workplace each and every day. So believe in yourself and believe in your value. Back to Steve Preston, who amplified Robert's views about what you might do with your skills and knowledge. Yes, absolutely. You are never too old to change. I've worked with people, worked with clients, and I know people as well, who've made career changes well into their 60s and even in their 70s. But another, another term that's become very prevalent during the COVID crisis is the pivot. And that's where it's not necessarily a complete change of career. It's a rethink of how you use the skills and attributes and knowledge you've gained in a slightly different way. So it doesn't necessarily have to be you have a 
you have a total career change, doing something completely different, it's maybe just a slight twist on what you've been doing already. Then there are those who've been directly affected by redundancy, and we hear about their positive response to it. Cindy Siberus, in Podcast 57, spoke eloquently about her circumstances and how she, to use Steve's example, pivoted after losing her job. Yeah, look, if I could say that what what I think is worth knowing or thinking about is that this is a major change in our lives. We need to be kind to ourselves and change takes time. It certainly took me time to process all of this, even though I might have felt that relief, but to pick up those threads and find my way. So be very kind to yourself. It's a major change in your life allow that time it will take time the other thing is is that from talking to uh, Hunter Leonard who who runs an organization who uh, advocates for older people in the workforce and he was one of my podcast guests he interviewed our age discrimination commissioner about about ageism and one of the things that she said was think about your mindset and she said that some older people older, older people and older workers say that we feel invisible she said just challenge that notion wherever you can get out get loud we don't need to be invisible we've got so much knowledge and experience to give to the world don't stay quiet about that Leah Lambert a career counsellor gave fabulous advice in her podcast number 58 about developing clarity over your personal brand and knowing how you want to sell yourself echoing Robert Moment's advice on knowing your strengths and values on what you can bring to an organisation? Yes, so I would say the first thing is they really do need to do some research on behavioural interviewing and using the STAR method. So that would be the number one thing. Do that sort of real self-assessment piece and get really clear on their brand and how they want to sell themselves. And by that I mean really understand their values understand their strengths and what they can bring to that organisation, understand what they actually want out of that role and and perhaps what the problems that the organisation might be facing and how they can potentially help. So I think it's really important that they go in with a clear message about what they can offer and how they can help that organisation solve some of their problems. Lucia Knight. Podcast 38 extends this advice by emphasising that you need to fully understand what you uniquely offer the world. It's not going to come as any surprise to you, but I encourage people to start to focus on the element of their career that will be present and unique entirely through the rest of their working scenario. And that element is them. Yes. So you can certainly find out about the market, research it, understand the dynamics of what's going on elsewhere. But without a clear and defined understanding of what you have to offer the world in the way that you offer it uniquely, all of the other activity that you do, in my opinion, in the work that I do, is just icing on a cake that hasn't been baked properly. So I encourage people to get really clear. On, on their superpowers, their uniqueness. Hunter Leonard, in Podcast 58, again echoes this knowing your value as a vital tool, especially in the current market, and then gives practical advice about where to look for opportunities. 
and what to do if you discover that your skills have no value. I would say this is to know your value in the current market. So really do some research to understand the skills that you have or the knowledge that you have, look for where it's valued and then create your future around where people value it. Because we're seeing with ageism that there is a value of zero being placed on mature age people. And I spend a lot of time with mature workers saying, let's just stop that because you actually do have value. You've been working for 25 or 30 years. You've learned some stuff. You've got some game and you deserve and indeed have the right to work for as long as you want to. It's just a matter of you taking responsibility for knowing what value your skills have. And if you find yourself in a situation where the skills that you have have no value, then you really do have to start thinking about reskilling yourself because you're not going to get another job based on the trends that are happening in the marketplace right now. Katie, Sir Chris and I spoke about working in the sustainability business in podcast 34, a quickly growing sector and how, if you're interested, you might go about finding employment. I think her advice about being sensitive to picking up business trends applies equally well to other sectors you may be interested in. And really the other thing is my kind of overarching advice is just to start training your brain to have that lens that we were talking about. So when you hear the each news story, when you're in a, a meeting and you're thinking about a business decision, you know, every problem that you're looking at is just practicing having that sustainability lens on it, uh, environmental and social. What comes next? In podcast 28, Yvonne Akimodon talks about taking all that information and starting on the next logical steps, marketing yourself to the world. I'll bring out more about that in part two of this podcast. Don't panic. We all have skills. We all have strengths. and We all have talents and gifts. It's about building on what you do know. What is it that you want to do? What are the skills that you have? And how can you tap and market those skills to a receptive audience? But I'm going to leave the final words to Mary Bright from Podcast 61 because Mary is crystal clear about the value intergenerational workforces bring to organisations. One last thing, if I may, David, we need to start believing in ourselves. We've got massive talent, ambition, experience. So we must not go quietly under the night. I, I want us all to rage about this. So thank you for letting me do a little bit of raging. Thank you for listening the whole way through. If you like the podcast, please click on the subscribe button and listen to the advice from all my guests. I'll be back in a while and my contact details follow next. You can make contact with me via my website, theredundancypodcast.com, which has a synopsis of this and all the podcast main points, by emailing me at theredundancypodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter with the hashtag at redundancypcast.